Welcome to the Nano Blitz podcast brought to you by Forced Unemployment and COVID-19. We are your hosts, Tim, Nate, and today, me, Sarita. What's up? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Sarita, it's really good to have you on the podcast again. This is our uh, our favorite guest of the show. Um, you were number one. Jason's number two. We didn't have anybody else of note on the yeah, podcast. I mean... Uh... I, mean, Nobody I don't think he listens anyhow. Um, uh, <laughs> Not like Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Ryan well, yeah. Paid. And congratulations, Ryan Tannehill. Really, like, really congratulations. Good um, for him, man. Yeah. Cha-ching! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while since we have done this. Cha-ching. But we are here. We have another... Show me the money. <laughs> we have another podcast episode it's been since like October since we've done a podcast. Yes. So yeah, life happens as we all know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With uh, COVID nineteen and everything like that, kind of at least forcing this group, this trio, into uh, social distancing. Uh, we it's okay. I I can't really touch Tim right now, which is very disappointing. I'm crying. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, we are safe. Hopefully you guys are also, um, being safe as well. Cause yeah, ain't no joke. Um, and hopefully you got your TP, but anyhow, um, <laughs> I never thought I'd feel so smart for buying toilet paper when I actually needed it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, I still can't buy ramen noodles. I've tried to find those things. They're just like gold somewhere else anyhow i no. i mean they're easy they're yeah whatever i may have specifically requested them when he went out to shop so if i'm gonna have to like totally live summer bachelor college life i'm gonna roll with it (laughs) i didn't think to have you look for macaroni and cheese boxes though i did see those but uh i just stuck to the ravioli and everything like that like with the coffee maker water Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think macaroni and cheese is definitely a good substitute for ramen if you cannot get ramen. Great. Yes. What's your go-to ramen flavor? Ooh. Oh, I usually go with the beef, but okay. I also drain out the water before I put the seasoned packet in it so it's stronger. Interesting. Okay, I'm, I'm a beef guy. I'm a chicken guy. Okay. Now, yeah. my, my wife does a mix. She puts both Ooh. into the same beef and chicken. What a weirdo. Oh, I mean, what? Um, now, to be honest, if you made me blind taste test them, I don't know that I could tell you which one was which. Yeah, it's just broth, basically, anyhow. But I, I do got a couple uh, fancy ramens. I got like a teriyaki one in there. And really? Is it yeah. is it like the ramen brand at twenty cents a bag? Or no, no. It's it, well, it's it's like instead these are like eighty cents uh, to a dollar. You know, so it's, it's quite a bit. It's more fancy expensive. ramen. Yeah. You know, and it has actually like vegetables, you know, like <laughs> what resembles vegetables or whatnot that are dried. Or <laughs> Freeze-dried anyway. vegetables. That reminds uh, me of the cups. I used to buy the cups when I was in college. Oh, yeah. Cup of water. noodle. Cup of noodle kind of thing, yeah. yeah. They had those, <laughs> but I was like, no. Right. So, again, thanks for listening to our ramen noodle <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by TB12. That's right. Um, anyhow. <laughs> totally on the nutrition plan. Yeah, speaking of TB12, 
A lot of NFL news. We already hinted yes. at Ryan Tannehill signed a big contract. Personally, I don't care what you say about, oh, he only completed like eight passes in the playoffs. The dude managed the game. Yeah. He was efficient. He did the game yeah. plan. He played really well and uh, all season long from the moment he took over as a starter. I'm happy for him. I don't think this makes Tennessee like a favorite or anything like that, but yeah. but it's stability for the next couple of years. I, I, it makes sense to me. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, I, you know, basically it's rather than them handing that contract to Mariota, you know, if he had actually panned out, they kind of lucked out with Ryan Tannehill, you know, yeah. so I get it. You know. Yeah. Some breaking news here. You got to read that. Teddy Bridgewater is apparently negotiating with Carolina, who we found out is shopping uh, trade offers for Cam Newton. Where there's still some confusion on whether or not it was Cam Newton's idea to be traded or not. Uh, you know, I don't think you're going to get him and the team to agree. Nobody wants to look bad in front of the fans. The point is, they're moving on. It's time for them to part ways, probably mutually. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's necessarily a pretty parting of ways there from what cam is tweeting out and everything like that but it'll be interesting to see where he falls because he's got such a different skill set than most quarterbacks yeah and who knows what he's really capable of with that skill set anymore that who's willing to take that on and take that risk he he can't he can't take that beating like he used to either i mean even though he's built like a a defensive end but i mean (sighs) he's never been the same since he got beat up in the playoffs that's true so you know who i think takes him Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. He's got a market in Tampa Bay, but if he got trade for him, I don't know what they give for him when they could be getting a quarterback of the future as opposed to a quarterback of the next three years. Oh, I'm going to keep checking Twitter while we record. Colin Cowherd just tweeted, breaking, just got text. Tom Brady has made his decision. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Brady decided not to be a Patriot. We got the official word on that today. Um, You know what? Good for him to move on. It seems strange to me to see him move on, but, you know, that's life sometimes. We want change. kind of feels like Albert. Albert Albert Pujols, Pujols. yeah. Um, it's I, just Cardinals yeah. fans, we hated it at the time, but... Yeah. I understood it. I was like, man, that dude got way too much money. Because like, yeah. his, his last season in, in St. Louis, you could see some of that decline happening, you know? True. Um well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Then for Tom, this is about his future, trying yeah. to make sure he's got enough money in the bank to live exactly. the rest of his life. Because obviously, he doesn't now. With his previous multi-million-dollar contracts and his billionaire wife, but regardless, <laughs> uh, twenty years in the NFL, yes, whatever. He's probably doing okay, but I think a lot of times, as as um, you know, couch sports analysts, we get upset at these types of contracts. And this big money, because we're like, they're getting all this money to play a sport. But it's the market dictates it. You know, if you're the best quarterback in the league, then you should make the best quarterback money. And if a team's not willing to offer you that, what they're saying is is that we don't value you. Yeah. You know, and everybody can relate to that from a job perspective, you know, in my opinion. You know, so just because it's millions of dollars, well, that's the market share. That's what you get for that job. You know, that's a, if you want to change that, stop going to games. Stop watching it. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he also, in the previous negotiations, take less 
than he possibly could have because he knew that would allow the Patriots to sign more players. Yeah. So, you know, I don't blame him. And now there was also some rumors here too because I think that's maybe what fuels his his reason for reasoning for leaving is he doesn't feel they've done enough right. yeah. to sign players around him with the money that he's given back. Yeah. Um, and there's been some rumors out there that he wants to have GM-like control over his next team to try to make sure that some of the weapons get brought in. I, I don't know if it's like GM, but I think it's going to like be a hearsay type thing. Like, hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this bringing this player in you know like what do you think like so or either that or i think what would be really smart is is if you're giving him a percentage of the team oh, that would or something sense. like that like yeah. negotiating something in there like that like that helps him with his his longevity uh and his legacy or whatnot i guess yeah. um for his kids and that was something that the Cardinals talked about with Albert, to your mm-hmm. point earlier, Sarita. Like, hey, we want to give you, we could potentially give you, you know, an investment in the team, a position on the team. But wouldn't it be weird to see him do that with somebody other than the Patriots? Yeah, but yeah. I, I think, like, you could tell last season, he was frustrated. Yeah. Like, there was a level of frustration that was... It, like you, you just don't see him like at the, you know just at ends with some of that and then you see re- most recently like him and Edelman at that game and Edelman's yeah. like he's coming back and at the very end like he, he's not yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know whether or not that's to Edelman what Edelman was saying or what somebody else was saying you know uh, that you couldn't hear or whatnot but yeah um yeah, he's not. Yeah, I know he oh. he did not find it amusing when Edelman yeah. did that. You know, he kind of put on his suit and tie at that moment. It was like, dude, be a professional. Yeah, you know. But and I think that was pretty telling for a lot of people watching that. Hey, he doesn't plan on staying with the Patriots. Yeah. Now I do think it's ironic that he then did that commercial with I forget who it was during the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Where he came out <laughs> on the field and said, "I'm not going anywhere," which I assume in his mind was about retirement. Right. Yeah, but he's definitely going somewhere, and he was standing on Foxborough Field, so I could see how it would feel like a broken promise for a lot of Patriots fans. Uh, yeah, um, and I don't want to give the impression that I care how Patriots fans feel. Oh, oh, okay. I don't want to give that impression. I could care less. I hope that team <laughs> burns to the ground, and that everybody that loves and supported them for years are all heartbroken for a very long time. I kind of feel that with straight. this breakup, I hate them a tiny bit less, just because it feels like the dynasty is finally broken. I still, like, I, I still hate them equally. Uh, and here's <laughs> the breakup made it worse for me. And, and for those of you listening at home, uh, Ryan Tannehill, James Vanderbeek, um, Deion Sanders Jr. Um, Oh, uh, gosh, I thought we, I think we had a new one because uh, we had a couple. Jay, of, Jason, obviously, is in Jason, there, too. Yeah, yeah Jason's there. Um, I feel like there was another celebrity that, like, liked a tweet or something. I don't know. Uh, it was it was the the player that, uh, with the um, sleeves and everything. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the college player. Uh, um, uh, uh, from Mississippi State. Um, I'll have to go look at that tweet. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, the here's the thing the end of the greatest show on turf came at that super bowl yeah oh yeah yes right 
and the greatest show on turf lost that Super Bowl. That's the St. Louis Rams, by the way. Um, lost that Super Bowl because, as a direct result of illegal videotaping of plays and knowing and stealing signals. You know, we've got the Astros out here who basically did the same thing, just yep. a different way, and they're getting beamed twice a game. Well, not anymore. Well, well, not anymore, yeah. <laughs> I mean, those guys were glad for some social distancing, let me tell you. Yeah. You know, but in the NFL, we like, nobody cared. And the and the response was, well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, uh, yeah, get, that's yeah. that's not okay. You you play to win the game, but you play the game. You don't cheat the game. That took a lot <laughs> of Wait, resistance do, do right you, there. Right. Do, you, do you play to win the game? You play to win the game. Yeah, we broke it. But you don't cheat to win the game. Yeah, right. And so then when it came out that they cheated, the it was like a slap on the pinky for the Patriots. Yeah. It was. It was nothing. And like, all the all the evidence was burned, so we don't even know how extensive it was. But we know it was extensive. So that was like the breaking point for the St. Louis Rams, and that's when everything started changing. We started having coach turnover. We started having quarterback turnover. You know, we couldn't get anything going, and that is what opened the door for Stan Kroenke to move the team back to Los Angeles so that he could try to line his pockets after spending, I don't know, $8 billion of his own money on building a stadium. So, Hey, hey, but they have the best new logo. <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, that LA logo is crap. I, I, at first, I thought it was a Chargers logo. That's what a lot of people are saying is yeah. it looks like a, a marriage of the two. Well, that's the only thing that makes sense to me is if it's an intentional because they're sharing space. We're going to have a shared, like, joined L.A. hat or something, and it was just yeah. a special release. But, yeah, I don't believe that. That whole marriage is weird anyhow. Now, I, I did hear an interesting uh, theory that uh, it was probably leaked by, like, the lead marketing guy from the team. Oh, because he realized how awful it was <laughs> and was wanting to get that blowback so that the decision makers would say, no, we need to go back to the drawing board. But it doesn't look like they will. I know Kevin Dimoff has been very, I don't know, just playful about the whole thing. Uh, yeah, well, he was playful about, you know, slandering St. Louis too. But anyhow, well, yeah, well, yeah. Um, again, look, Kevin Dimoff um, and, and Stan Kroenke, you know, I wouldn't spit on them if they were on fire. Like, you know, I I live my life forgiving people, and I'm still working on that one for I, them. I yeah. would be on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But again, it brings <laughs> us back to our point here is that Tom Brady is leaving the Patriots. Um, probably after 20 years being associated with a cheating franchise, he wants a fresh start. So he is going to go somewhere else. And the question becomes where? Where is he going to go? Where, where do you think he ends up? Jim? I'm going to say Indianapolis. That I think that's a strong possibility because they have pieces in place there. Yeah. How about you, Sarita? Chargers make a lot of sense to me, too. Both uh, between his wife's connections to Hollywood, what they already have built with the team, plus you can live with a certain amount of anonymity out there. And he's probably going to make bank from them if it happens because they need something to get attention on them because right now they are clearly the little brother in that whole awful marriage situation. Uh, yeah, marriage that's true. brother, where am I going with that? <laughs> I 
I have certainly appreciated them acting like the little brother with some of the stuff they've done to stick it to the Rams. But oh yeah, they oh, yeah. they have been sticking it to the Rams, and that would be one more thing because you know they would actually probably sell more tickets than the Rams. <laughs> San Diego so, fans and St. Louis fans are. Um, I I we get I, each other. <laughs> I tend to believe like I I started as I was in the shower this morning. I was sitting there thinking, no, I wasn't thinking about Tom Brady in that way. Um, <laughs> you sit in the shower. Um, I was sitting there thinking, as well, I was standing actually, but anyway, yeah. Um, I was like, literally, I was going through every single division and everything. I was like, well. L.A. Chargers make sense, but Patrick Mahomes is in that division. Well, yeah. I don't think he's going to win anyway. I, I mean, I, that's a tough division. Like, I mean, you have the the Raiders who I think are, you know, like, they're at least 8-8 eight and eight or better sure. every year, right? I think they have the personnel in place to do that, that kind of thing. And then you have Denver, who is kind of a little bit of a wild card there. Um, sure. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, they just won. Um, but they're, uh, they're, you could already see that they're losing pieces because um, they had some free agents and stuff like that. Like uh, Fuller signed with, ironically, uh, the team that drafted him, um, Redskins. Oh, that's so, right. So um, he was part of that Alex Smith trade, um, that kind of thing years ago it makes sense for the chargers i still want to call them san diego it just doesn't feel right but um but i just don't uh, he ain't gonna win there like he ain't gonna win at all no i don't see name a team that he's gonna go to and win today uh colts okay that's it I, I would think. argue the Colts and the Chargers have the best chance just yeah. off the pieces, but it's a really narrow window for both teams. Right. Yeah. So the Colts team then has to play in the AFC South. Let's say he goes to the Colts. Mm-hmm. Plays in the AFC South. Um, well, Bill O'Brien's going to like destroy that team. Yeah, yeah that's um, possibly what uh, Houston's and, trying to do is pave a way for him here. And, and uh, they made, you know. Oh, my gosh. So the Colts could do have a chance to dominate the AFC South, but then, you know, yeah. Tennessee's going to be a tough game to play mm-hmm. twice, you know. Um, so let's say they win the division, and then who, who do they have to play in the playoffs? they got to play Baltimore. they got to play the Kansas Chiefs. City. Yeah. Um, do you really take the Colts with Tom Brady – over those, over two, those teams? two teams, because is this Colts team any better than last year's? Do, do you really feel like this team is better than the last two seasons of New England? Not. Well, um, I would say the Colts team is better than last season's New okay. England. I would, I would say that. Um, I would say some of the pieces in LA for the Chargers. Like they have the offensive pieces. I was going to say, I'd say the skill players time. for the Chargers are better than the Colts. Yeah. Sure. And I, and I, I mean, they have some. They have the offensive pieces. They have a couple of defensive pieces here that are really good, right. I think. But they don't have that marquee defensive guy uh, sure. other than Bosa. Oh, uh, true. Now uh, Bosa is a, a beast. But so let's say he goes to the Chargers. Then again, he's got to play Kansas City twice in that division. Um, yeah. And again, he's got to get through Baltimore and Kansas City. And I think it's. But he had to be, you know, before. He had to last year. 
And the year before. And the year before. And he got he got through Kansas City the year before, barely. Right? On a, in a different yeah. New England team that had a yeah. few more weapons on it, right? Um, and Baltimore was not Baltimore at that point. And, yeah, and Baltimore yeah. was not the Baltimore we had last year. And, you know, I guess you can make the argument that next year's Baltimore won't be the same. I, I think Lamar Jackson still has to evolve as a passer. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll still say that, but, um, yeah. yeah. I think his out... His inside, well, his outside the numbers game is still got to evolve. But. And the other thing you have to look at on that too is the coaching and those two get those two cities. Are those coaches going to be able to utilize him and put a game plan together that's going to work? Anthony Lynn, yeah. Um, Frank Wright, yeah. I mean, basically Brady could step in and be Andrew Luck. Okay. Then again, we've never seen Brady in a system other than. The one he's been playing in for twenty years. True. I, but, literally, even in college, you didn't see him play in a different system because he didn't. Well, yeah, yeah, and he split time in college, so yeah. he wasn't really. It's interesting to think that every team you think of as an option is AFC, and the only team I can think of in the NFC that's been mentioned is the Buccaneers, <sighs> and that's had some steam to it lately. But that just seems it's like just... a very odd fit to go from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. They don't have the pieces, and yeah. and Arians. He'll respect him, but he doesn't have the arm that Arians wants. Right. Arians likes to go vertical. I really feel like Arians is looking at the future with a young quarterback. Yeah. I don't think he's looking at a Tom Brady where I think a team like Indianapolis says, hey, let's win now. That's why they traded away their first-round draft pick. Um, Indianapolis says, hey, we've got a young quarterback that's been with Tom Brady before that can continue to learn from him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's give him a couple more uh, uh, seasons of, of studying with Tom, and then, and then maybe, then maybe it's Brissett's turn. Once he's thirty, <laughs> right? Do you think there's any legitimate shot of it being the 49ers? Sorry, uh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, so that's his childhood team. There's been a lot of rumors of that, and, but the problem with that is, is Jimmy G gets shipped back to New England. That would be an interesting turn of events. And because those two are not going to coexist. No, I, I think you're right. Um, for and one thing, they just pay Jimmy G too? Yeah, but there's some outs and everything like that okay. with Jimmy G. So mm-hmm. all these contracts that are huge have some outs, you know, to help out. Well, I guess maybe not Tannehill's since it's so new. Sure. Um, but there's some outs and everything like that. It's been rumored basically him going back to California essentially yeah well we'll have to see we'll have um, to see what happens yeah I don't know um yeah uh so <laughs> uh in this uh social distancing and everything like that obviously you you don't have any sports um that are going on there's a lot obviously going on with the NFL in the last couple of days, but um, it's, all, it's all paperwork and phone calls, right? Exactly. Now. Um, uh, this kind of brings up like, do you want to talk about the draft or XFL because of, you know, how, how that impacts, I guess. Well, I think. I think, you know, we talked about this before the show. I think the XFL is a perfect destination for Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm telling you the Dallas renegades really could use an upgrade. They could. Yeah, they could. Landry Jones can't stay healthy. Um, and then, as we as we said, you know, Philip or PJ Walker uh, will end up in Seattle probably as a second or third string quarterback this year. So they'll have an opening. 
Um, I don't think Cardale Jones is going anywhere. Right? I, Plus, I'm not part of this discussion. I just miss miss oh. the XFL right now, though. Oh, heck yeah. 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 Well, Cardale Jones, I don't think, is even the starter for the D.C. Defenders at this point. I was point. just trying to think of who just overtook no. him, and they should have switched Jackson. to him. Tyree That's Jackson. Right. Yeah, he was, uh, I was listening to our old, one of our old podcasts on the way in, who was rated 67 or 65 overall as an undrafted free agent. 97 throw power? With that 90, it was a 95 at the time oh, throw power. Yeah. Um, really highly rated by these can't-miss developers over there at, at Madden. Um, I said I wasn't going to do that, but I did. Uh, so, <laughs> Tim, um, no more scotch for you. Okay. I've had, I've had plenty of scotch, and it's only 12 o'clock. Well, yeah. you know, actually, um, so I'm going to segue here, and then we'll go back to XFL. Um to do tastings in scotch or, or whiskey or any kind of tasting, you want to hit it actually in the morning whenever your palate is actually um, less uh, swayed, Welcome so to speak. Welcome to this household um, in the last <laughs> couple of months. I just love the way you say palate. Um, I told Sarita. Palate. Thanks. I told, <laughs> told Sarita earlier that uh, scotch aficionado <laughs> Nate is my favorite Nate. Uh, <laughs> Right, but the XFL. <laughs> Hello there. So we talked about it when it was announced a couple of years ago. We've been super excited about the yeah. XFL starting. Um, we had five games of XFL before mm-hmm. it went. And you know what? We needed the XFL to be successful. Yeah. And for five games, it was. I think it was. I think it exceeded expectations. Especially St. Louis. Yeah, um, St. Louis, like... They, so the next game, which was scheduled to be on the 21st mm-hmm. of this month. March, yeah. Um, it, it, they were opening up the, the upper deck. We were nearing 40,000, over 40,000 fans with, that had purchased tickets yeah. for the 20. For the, and now you look at the previous record in the XFL, in this iteration of the XFL, for attendance was... Over twenty nine thousand, which was here in St. Louis. Yeah, we also had the th- our second home game had the third most of any XFL game, so we had the number one spot and the number three spot on two home games, and our third home game was going to blow away the first one. Our third home game would have been more than some of the other teams had totaled, I think. Right. Which is the one downside is yes, we were successful, Seattle was successful, and there was some interest in the other cities. LA but the numbers just... weren't the same, and especially LA. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm tired of why. this idea that L.A. is a good sports town. Yeah. No. Like, there are some good sports traditions in L.A., but if you are trying to do a grassroots movement that get people to go to games, L.A. is not the place to go. And I mean, I, If you're I not Laker Nation, that's right. the only diehard fan through thick right. and thin. Right. Uh, Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. I would say Dodgers. Like, no, like, no disrespect to the city of L.A. Like, I, I have my issues with the Rams. I have my issues with even the Chargers moving there. Mm-hmm. And I have my issues with the NFL, but... LA is is okay. You guys are great, but historically, do you do they go to games? No, not really. They, they go to Dodgers games and and Lakers games. Right. That's it. That's it. So it didn't yeah. really make sense to put a team in LA, yeah. in my mind. Maybe right. go Sac. If you want to be in California, go to Sacramento. Go somewhere. You know, Sacramento was getting looked at for. Aren't they getting an MLS team? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, look. That's that type of market that you're looking for is people who are willing to go to MLS games but love football, American football. That's that is your market. Don't go to LA. Yeah, go to, go to San Diego. Go to San Diego. You know, like I mean, if you want California, I, I think they just wanted the California TV 
market, right? I, yeah. And and go to freaking San Diego then. Some of the issue with that though was the AAF <laughs> popped in there early. Yeah. And took towns like San Antonio and San Diego. You know, so I think the XFL would do better and uh, if they moved a couple of these cities around. I think they've done well in D.C. I think they've done well in Seattle. Well, D.C. at least has gotten the beer cup snake down. Oh, yeah. that thing was awesome. <laughs> that is fantastic. Like, little things like that. Like, guys showing up to Battlehawks games in, like, these wing outfit things yeah. that yeah. were just. <laughs> that was my favorite part. We had a group there. And it was a bunch of teenagers who were never aware of the Rams. That was before them. Oh, wow. um, and most of them have never been to a professional football game. And I had these kids looking at me going, oh, is that their mascot? No. Nope. That's nope. just a guy with way too much time on his hands. Lots of beer. Are those real hawks that those guys are carrying? Yeah. Why? Because they can. <laughs> and the, battle hawks. It was fantastic. And, you know, just watching these kids just completely jaws dropped, eyes wide open, going, holy cow, what is this? You know, it was a lot of fun, but it also makes you realize what they've never seen or been a part of. Yeah. There's some, um, I was listening to the XFL podcast, and they came to St. Louis and interviewed some people, and they were here for that game, and, and they had nothing but great things to say about our town and the mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to hear them talk about some of the guys that had these 20-year traditions of coming in for Rams games that they don't get to do anymore. And so they started it right back up with the Battlehawks, like, we're going to do this. And the XFL made it so accessible for us to do it as well. Yeah. You know, I am by no means well off. You know, I do all right. I've got a decent job. um, But I've got two kids. And I was able to buy season tickets. I never thought I'd be a person that could say I have season tickets to a sporting event. But here I am, I've got season tickets, and I want to renew next year. You know, so we saw some pretty good football. Um, I think we were fortunate. first game, man. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Tim, I was lucky enough, he took me to the first game, and that was, like, we were standing the majority of the time, Yeah, uh, I would say. You know, like, it was just the crowd and, you know, like, just – it was it was awesome. The Cronky sucks chance, everything like that. I had to explain that one to the kids too. And that's that's one of those ones that like I know everybody's going to want to do it the first time they get to the stadium, but I'm ready to move on from that. I hate yeah. the dude. Uh, let's not talk about him anymore. Let's talk about this team because the team we had was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you and I went to the first game. I took my son to the second game. That was one of the big things that I was really disheartened about when the NFL left was not being able to take my kids to a pro football game. Well, my son got to go to a pro football game. And at that game, that's the one where Sarita was at. And tell us a little bit more about what you were doing at the game. So the cool thing the XFL did is they invited public schools, private schools, if they had a band program, to bring their bands to do a pregame party thing um, and also to play during the game. So when they sent out that email, my associate director and I jumped on it because we're both big sports fans. It was like, well, why the heck not? Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, we got down there before the game, um, played for the – tailgate rally area where the players came in and that's where the kids got freaked out by the hawks and the mascot stuff and it was really fun and then we were in the stadium early um and it was fascinating to watch because when we were in there teams were just starting to warm up Um, nobody else was there but employees and the school programs that were there totally empty and then just to watch the stadium fill up and fill up and fill up and the hype start um and i had the full game script so that we knew when it was our turn to do stuff but it was just 
totally crazy environment, loud environment. They had us play twice, and both times we played, the section next to us treated us like we were total rock stars, and they were hooping and hollering, <laughs> it was great. And we were on the Jumbotron, and the kids were just absolutely going nuts when they'd see their faces up there. They were getting into, I forgot what the hashtag, oh, the bat, uh, engaged. Uh, clear to engage. Clear to engage hashtag, that if you put that on there with a picture, that they would retweet it if you got it in time. And so they were having fun with that. And then there was the engagement during the third quarter break. Oh, that was that was funny, especially with the clear to engage hashtag yeah. when the guy proposed, <laughs> which that was a strange place to propose to your girlfriend. But I, I guess if, if that's who you are. Yeah. You know, but then when they did it and she said yes and they handed him a sign that said hashtag cleared to engage, I thought that was that yeah. was hysterical. So it was a ton of fun and everybody was so, like I said, engaged and not just my students seeing for the first time what the pro environment was like, but everybody around it and that kind of energy and noise, um, that you know, it was just it was a ton of fun. And yeah. even, you know, not every kid's a huge football fan. But even they couldn't help but get into it and get hyped about what was going on. And like I said, when the section next to us was going totally nuts or um, all that stuff, they felt like celebrities too. And that was a really neat engagement for them. Yeah. And I just wanted, that was something that was really fun for me to experience with my son. For that, He's yeah. a very he's a lot more reserved, a little bit bashful, doesn't want to feel embarrassed. So having being able to take him to an environment like that where everybody is going crazy, nobody cares what they look like, they just want to have fun and celebrate. It was cool to see him see it. Now, he he wasn't, you know, standing up and chanting and everything, but he clearly was smiling, having a good time. Um, so that was a, a fantastic... Oh, and uh, I got to wave at Jason, because he was like two sections down from us. That oh, yeah, Jason cool. was at that game, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason's one of our listeners. Yeah, former former guest as well. He was the <laughs> right. number two guest. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in, our, uh, he's, in our, he's in our Madden League. This is a Madden podcast. What? Oh, wait, what? What's that? <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. We haven't talked about Madden at all. Not yet. Well, yeah. uh, but, you know, well, as we kind of alluded to, we haven't done any podcasts because what is there to talk about? Um, <laughs> but, you know, going back to the XFL, which Tim, is much more interesting. Okay? Uh, we're going to be positive. <laughs> yeah. So we, we are disappointed that the XFL <clears throat> is not going to finish this season. Yeah. Excited that there will be a next season. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the landscape of the league when that happens. A lot of players might be moving on. Do they do a whole nother draft the same way that they did before? You know, like, do they right. have a, 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 I guess, a, an actual draft? Right. Like, you know, like, I, like these are questions that, you know, I, I would love if they actually had an actual draft type thing, you know, like, yeah, even the USFL had something like that you know like, they, they have to have a, a clear list of players though they're yeah. entering the league and they have to figure out what's happening with all the players that are returning and not going to the nfl yeah by that point camps and things like that should be done so that would help obviously with that picture but unlike a regular draft where you're saying everybody has x number of draft picks you may be looking at teams who have more losses than other teams as far as players go so it'll be really interesting to see how they negotiate that balance of keeping that competitive equality. Yeah. Um, but I also do think, you know, like especially Jordan Te'amu and some of those quarterbacks, there's been a lot of talk of, oh, they're probably going to get a shot now or another shot. Right. The one thing that makes me wonder, though, is the fact that the XFL keeps the headsets live all the way through. Can those quarterbacks and those skill set players handle not having a headset or having that headset cut off like it is in the NFL? 
that they're forced to make those reads. I think that's a good point. So, you know, it may be that some of these guys that were going, oh, yeah, man, they're going to be in the league for sure. Well, they weren't in the league to begin with for a reason. It may True. get them another look, but have they grown enough as football players to make that jump? It'll be interesting to see who can. Well, yeah, I think if you look at Philip Walker, P.J. Walker, and um, uh, Jordan Tayamu specifically, though, I think what they were able to do improvising, mm-hmm. kind of um, how they were able to handle some of the on the – on the fly um, changes of the game and, and getting out of the pocket and making some plays happen, I think they definitely are going to show that, hey, if they can learn that, if they can learn kind of to do the play call in the huddle, not have that radio in their ear, I think they show that they have some of the things that it takes. So, yeah. But but again, how many players are going to show that? How many players are really going to get another chance? Hopefully Marquette Keene gets another chance. I thought that was really weird that he was in the league to begin with, that he's not in the NFL. But I love that he was on our team, you know, but he yeah. shouldn't be in the NFL. Yeah. It, it, pro football's interesting, that kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah. Also, he got injured in that last game, yeah. and they, they signed another punter. So I'm curious. I'm hoping he's healthy. I'm hoping he's okay. Yeah. Well, he he's having a pool party, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, he yeah. – <laughs> He's going to invite 11 people just yeah. to, to spite the, the coronavirus, which is why the XFL shut down. It's the yeah. COVID-19 coronavirus. And you know what? I applaud the responsibility that they're showing. With that, knowing that this first season and selling out these games was so key to their continued existence, and they were able to say this is more important. Um, so I, I applaud that, and I hope they're rewarded for it. I want to see them continue on. Now... Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the XFL, like doing a draft. What will their draft look like in the in the future? We do have an NFL draft coming up that we thought was canceled, but it's not canceled. It's just not going to have a Las Vegas event. Yeah. And uh, having a friend in – sorry about my foot dropping there. Um, <laughs> having a friend in the Vegas area and everything like that, uh, it, it is affected just like the rest. They're only uh, two and a half hours. Um, or as my friend says, if he drives fast enough, about an hour and a half. But he's a cop, so he could do that. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, from Los Angeles and everything like that. So, uh, but it's dead. Like there's casinos that are closed. Uh, like I mean, it's you know MGM is closed. A lot of their 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 place. I mean, it's just this is affecting everything. It's going to affect the draft. I'm glad that they're still going to have it, yeah. like, at the at the time, because, you know, that way I could hopefully get that night off. We'll see. Um, <laughs> and that was more um, of a recent yeah. announcement, too, is that they're not canceling it, canceling it, um, but that they're going to still do an event. It just won't be a, a crowd of people. What, what's the over-under on Goodell wearing gloves? Sorry, I put him on the spot there. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I do uh, think this will be an interesting time for teams and GMs with all the scouting shut down and all the pro days shut down and you can't invite players yeah. out to you for workouts. It's, you know, like I said well. earlier, yeah. kind of sort of feels like doing a Madden draft where you don't have enough information to really make that decision <laughs> of are you going to re-sign your franchise quarterback for $202 million, or are you going to dump him and go with the new guy? And, you know, and that's not negative. That's just a fact. Uh, yeah. Madden drafts don't provide – scouting doesn't provide you enough information it's on also it. It's negative. It's a um, – what? 
I'm it's, just joking. It's a specific truth. It's, it's, it is a truth, yes. Yeah. That was the decision I had to make. Right, yeah. You just, you just drafted a quarterback. In our, we just did a draft this weekend um, going into our fifth season on Madden 20 right now. That's just weird. Yeah. yeah. I think we can knock out another five over the next two weeks. I think we could, you know, as long as nobody's doing anything. Jesus, I, well, I have, to, I have to play my game uh, today, so now that I'm done with my ten hours of staring at the screen yesterday, debating what I would He's could not do. Kidding. Um, yeah. I, I, hey, COVID-19's <laughs> allowed me to actually stare at the screen for... and. I think you played your game at, what, 5 p.m.? Yes. And you oh, were wow. playing it when... 9 a.m.? Yeah. Did we advance? Uh, last night we did. Yes. It's week two of preseason. Okay, I got to go in and check and see if I, I got any injured players. So one of the things oh, that yeah. we've griped about with Madden in the past is that the, and this has been going on for I don't know how many years, the preseason mm-hmm. is the same schedule every year. Yeah. Oh, and, but they can't they can't random generate that except the first year. Sorry, I'm not being positive. My bad. I'm going to shut it's, up. It is a frustration. We've already expressed how ridiculous we think it is that they can't <laughs> fix that. You know, but hey, fingers crossed for 21. <clears throat> but, you know, uh, I we simulated my first game of the preseason because I consistently have to play Jason every first. And, and that's the thing where we, we're trying to figure out our teams. We're not looking to be competitive. And it makes it a little bit like it's not as much fun. And we didn't want to have to try to find a time to schedule it. So now I get to go kind of figure out the rest of my, my How many team. How user games do you games. have during the regular season? I think I have three. Typically, okay. I have three. I have three as well. Okay. Um, you, sh- so I did have two in one season. Okay. Uh, but I don't play any users in the preseason, and I know at one point, me not playing any users in the preseason meant I had one more game in the regular season against users than the computer. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. a loss in the preseason doesn't matter, but a loss in the regular season does. Yes, it does. Yeah. But I only have three because I finally have to play nate again <laughs> sorry there, there's a cat there our cats are in the background um actually underneath uh, us now that kind of thing so if She's you hear some cat things. noises well yeah that's a real cat that's right yeah, it's not me uh <laughs> yeah well I, I i hear your point there Strita. i know who i've had to play jason every regular season yeah. same here uh i've had to play you- yeah, I've had to play him in the preseason for the last three seasons because the first preseason is the actual preseason right? from the actual NFL schedule. And then it randomizes for the first preseason, um, like that second season of your franchise, and then it's that for the rest of the, the thing. And we, we've hashed this out before. The other thing is I have to play two divisional opponents um, in my preseason, so i got to play Green Bay and Chicago three times a year. But so I play Jason in the preseason. I ha- always play him at once in the regular season, and then he's NFC and I'm NFC. So then we always play in the playoffs too. So I play Jason like three times a year at this point, which is maybe why I'm finally getting his number because I have to play him so often. <laughs> yeah, every single time I play him, I, I've actually used three different offenses, um, and we have a cat on the table now. Um, the last three times that I've played them, so I wouldn't say that it's been fun or anything like that. But it's it's challenging, um, you know. I I just I'm at that point where I don't see how these 32 team leagues do it. I don't either. Constantly playing each other. They've, um, they've got to be doing a lot of simulation. Yeah, yeah, 
I don't know. I, I don't have a schedule to be able to play three yeah. games a week against other people. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, we just... <laughs> We just did a. We She's just did, trying to steal the uh, twist ties that Tim had the microphone cords wrapped up in. Uh, so we just did a draft, and that's another thing that I'm. So my biggest draw to Madden 20 all year has been developing draft classes. So I have really enjoyed doing a lot of work on creating a 2020 draft class and a 2021 draft class. Got a lot of input from other users. Got a lot of you know pre-generated players that kind of helped me otherwise I wouldn't have had the time for it Nate's helped me do some of the scouting got me turned on to some of the places where I can find better information and then I've just tried to tweak it and the big thing from day one was to try to match the ratings adjustment so with Madden 20 we saw a bigger rating spread so we wanted to do draft classes that gave us real players in 2020 and real players in 2021 that kind of matched what that rookie class looked like last year, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and kind of fit with the ratings. Now, on the other hand, when you compare and contrast the classes we made versus a generated one, there's always going to be some players that are just way better in a, in a computer-generated draft. Uh, quarterback, like we had a quarterback in our first computer-generated one that was like 78 overall with a superstar X-Factor, you know. There's going to be a couple of those, and then but then you're going to have a bunch of players in the low 60s and the low 50s, and we have a lot more players that range, in those first two rounds that range in that 72 to 78 range, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, that the rest of them all kind of are in that 60 to 68 range, you know, yeah. because I think part of it is you want the guys you draft to be viable players. So that was kind of, that's kind of the difference between our draft class, I think, and, and a computer generated draft class is nobody comes out overpowered, um, except for maybe Travis Lawrence, but then, uh, <laughs> and, and that's okay. Cause I got him. And then, um, the, uh, every player that you draft feels like they could be a part of your team. You know, and, and I like that. I, I like that feeling. And I actually just did another update last night based off of combines, combine information, kind of updating and getting a bigger spread on some of the speeds of some of the players, which was which was good to get done. So I feel really good. And uh, Errol Thompson is one of the guys in our 2021 draft. He's from Mississippi State. And that's the guy I made a comment on Twitter about how Errol uh, wears a shooter sleeve on one arm and turf tape on the other. But in Madden 20, you have to choose between turf tape or sleeves. You can't have both. Um, and I tweeted that out, didn't tag him or anything, but he saw it and retweeted it and then tagged James Harden about being a swag king like James Harden. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. You know, maybe he'll go out and download our class. Uh, but <laughs> but he's definitely a fan now. I, I think that was funny whenever you actually shared that out with me. I was like, no way. Well, and it's one of those things, too. And We've talked about the development challenges of it, that one of the things, like you said, you want them to be usable players. But the problem is you look at somebody that might be a developmental-type player in the game, and depending on the position, you might not be able to develop them because they're buried in the depth chart. And by the time you get a chance to do anything – 
it's not there, that that's an element of the game, you know, that because we had the draft classes based on actual hard numbers, yeah, that that was a little closer to reality and the ability to, like, basically build those guys up. The one we did the other night where I thought, based on what I'd scouted, it was like, oh, these guys are, you know, maybe a little developmental, but, you know, should be able to use them as backups or bring them up. Almost every one of them was in the 60s at O-line. Right. It's like bringing up an offensive lineman without starting him. <laughs> right. You got to start this guy in the 60s, and, yeah. and that's just not going to work a lot of times. Um, and I know, like, I was talking to Nate about listening to current draft analysis, and you talk about these guys that are going on the first round and how, oh, this corner is going to be corner one, corner two for a lot of teams. Yeah. But then you look at how maybe they rate in Madden, or I took a corner in the first round. We had two corners taken in the top five in this last draft, and this was a Madden draft. This is Madden developed them. One's a 77, one was a 73. Okay, the 77 overall might break it as a second corner for some teams, but will still be a corner three for most teams. Right. Yep. You know, a 73 overall is going to be a corner four. The only way these guys develop is if teams don't sign better players, and the AI always signs better players. Case in point, my backup quarterback was a 77 overall. So in the draft, I traded him to Jacksonville, who did not have a starting quarterback, and were more than likely going to draft one for their 12th pick in the first round. I I packaged a couple of other things in there to make it worth their while. So they now have the 77 overall starting quarterback, who is a star developer. With their second round pick, they drafted a quarterback. Yeah. Why? They have they have two young quarterbacks on their roster already. One of them is clearly a starter caliber. Why are you drafting another quarterback? Especially as high as the second round. It just doesn't make sense how the AI picks some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad as in years past where, you know, like the, the primary need was tight end. So the first three picks that that team had, you sure. know, like were, were a tight end. Um, it's It's not quite as bad as that but the problem is is that we're also to the point by year four by the end of year four a the salary cap is not enough and because you've developed all these players and also the other teams are are they have some some diamonds that they've developed and stuff like that too so like you have that mixed in with the okay well if they're developed they're not starting so they're they're just wasted draft picks yeah, it's kind of how it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't like I I had the first pick of the draft, and to everybody's uh, chagrins or whatever I don't know. You, um, I had the first and the eighteenth pick. I didn't even pick in the first round. You know, like it, it was just one of those things. It's like I should have not picked in the first round. But um, I did. I, I was like, man, I just I'm I'm at a salary cap. Like, I've got to sign Kyler Murray next year. You know, like, all these things that I'm just sitting there thinking. I was like, I can't do this, you know. Um, and I've developed all this talent that I don't want to get rid of, but I have to. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Well, I think, though, like, the draft class editing feature is one of the best features Madden has right now. Yeah. And even that is is like I've already mentioned. There's things where you can't you can't mix and match certain gear. Um, 
it sometimes it can't count it's it's really weird a lot of the little bugs and issues just even with that mode you know and that's my favorite part of the game right now and it still is frustrating but it makes me want to go back and restart our league and do these drafts again because i just really enjoyed putting that time and effort in there so um let's do it yeah let's do it let's do it i was thinking not tell chad and (laughs) i was thinking about doing a rebuild using the newest draft classes yeah but i don't know what team i'd want to use and i also okay i also don't really like a lot of the madden youtubers like not as people but like as that format yeah yeah and i just don't know that i want to put in the effort and do that same thing you know i think it'd be interesting to reconsider you know what we always do is we basically there's we used a random generator to determine who's picking where in the order in the draft and that's before the season starts and what after the first update i think it's not what we usually do uh yeah give or take we've tried to do that yeah and then it usually freezes and we have to do it again but anyway yeah (laughs) not being negative um but now that we're done with that season and all of that season's player updates how would you pick your team differently I know I would. That's a good question. I would do it differently. Like I mean, I I I hit the lottery the first, you know, first draft. I got Thomas and Simmons. I I was surprised that Simmons went down that that far. But I mean, like I'm the Browns, which everybody thought at the beginning of last year. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. like the team. They had a pretty good team on on Madden paper. You know? yeah. But it's funny how the game makes it feel a lot like real life, even though the numbers never technically changed. Yeah, yeah. I um, see. I I don't feel like I would do much with yeah. Detroit um, differently. So I I really focused on the pass rush. Yeah. Um, in the first round, and I would absolutely go back there again because I am winning because I can get to the quarterback yeah. and I can do it without doing a lot of blitzing, and that's a big key yeah. to it i think and see i've had to go the other way i think every year i've had to focus on tackle because uh-huh. that was the browns gaping deficiency still relatively is which is why they signed jack Conklin in real life yeah but again that's that hard position to develop right that you know if you can't bust through on runs you're stuck and it's taken me until really this last season to really start to cut some runs through yeah but, um it's kind of an interesting sub thought i've also thought it'd be fun just for the heck of it to do a full-on draft of the whole league, but that would take forever. That would take a long time. I've but... done it just for the fun of it, but it really messes <laughs> Chad up. Chad would be upset with almost every <laughs> single, oh, yeah. yeah, you took my guy. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it is interesting to think about what we could, what we would have done differently. Because yeah. um, I wouldn't want to do anything differently, but now that everybody saw how well I did with Kalevon Chazon, right. uh, he might be a little bit bigger target for everybody. I, I would have loved to have had DeAndre Hopkins to start off with, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're using the Cardinals, and the real life Cardinals will have DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, and you already year. got rid of David Johnson, so that part was. Yeah, I was already predicting that. Well, running backs just aren't desired. Yeah, and he's not, not performed and been injured. Even in the game, they're not. They're you know like they're desired because you have to have them. Right, but. You you could You can do pretty well with yeah, a crap back, yeah. <clears throat> Depending on your system and your style that you want to play, you could find a guy. Yeah. So. Now I've actually really enjoyed this version 
having multiple backs that I utilize differently. Yes. I've been able mm-hmm. to manage that better than I have in the past. Um, like, I like having a third down back, but third down back might as well just be called shotgun back. Yeah. I mean, because it's just yeah. they're in every shotgun setting. Yeah. Um, having a power back that <clears throat> differentiates from the from the other two as well is kind of it's kind of a neat feature. Um, so you know, I've been running with Chuba Hubbard since the second uh, since our second draft. I was able to get Chuba Hubbard. He's my top running back. Ended up getting J.K. Dobbins, who I just traded this season and got uh, ETN instead, um, kind of as a receiving back. So having a back that can receive out of the backfield to go with a more traditional elusive back has been a, a really made a really big difference for me in how I play the game. Um, and I, I'm going to say, so we, we are pretty negative about the game. I have enjoyed this game more than Madden 19 and 18. I think a lot of my negativity is residual from the previous versions and seeing all the things that still aren't fixed. But from a gameplay standpoint, I've enjoyed the gameplay more than I enjoyed the last. I think there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. You know, yes, there were improvements made, but you know, like if you're in a NASCAR race, there's 42 cars, right? Going from 42nd to 38th overall is an improvement, but you still suck. And I feel like that's where Madden is right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it, yes, okay, we, we yeah. passed a couple cars. He's had a little scotch in him. Sorry. <laughs> so you've passed a couple cars, but you're you're still not like you're still not in the same playing field as you're about to get lapped by MLB the show. You're about to get lapped yeah. by right. NBA two K. You know, like there's a lot of sports games out there and, and other EA titles are killing it in comparison. Oh, FIFA. FIFA is fantastic. Um, NHL is a very good game. Look, they have their issues too. But this game, the only worst game is NBA Live. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is. Why why even try? Right. If you're talking AAA sports titles, the only worst title, the only more bare bones title is NBA Live. Which is fascinating because Madden is the cash cow of the company. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I think it was Chad that said it during the draft. You know, you're right. He said, you remember by this point in the previous version, we just stopped playing because we were all so tired of the junk parts yeah. of the game. And this one, yeah, we're fussing and moaning and groaning, but yeah. we just did another draft. We're still going. Yeah. <clears throat> we're still having a good time. You know, part of that is because we have a great group. Like That's true. Our, our group is really great. A 32-man league would suck because at least half of those people I would hate. You know, like in our group, we've only got six people, and I only hate Chad. You know, so we're. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Chad. You know, <clears throat> but we have an interesting group dynamic mm-hmm. that makes it fun to play the game because we play it together, as opposed to just playing the right. game. Like I, I did do more individual play with this Madden than I have with the last three Maddens, but not very deep. Like I basically get through two years of drafting because those are the draft classes I built, and then I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't have a draft without a cameo from at least one of Jake's children. I look forward to that every draft. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, what I really struggle with with this version is is that, and last year's version was kind of, it was borderline, but this year's version, I actually almost stopped playing. Yeah. Like, the fun level was completely taken out, that kind of thing. And that's, I'm trying to say that in the most positive manner, but. If you want my 
opinion on the game, like it almost made somebody stop playing. Ah, yeah, that's a you know, like that's a take. like, and that's I have to be truthful with it, and and it's not me being butt hurt or whatever you want to call it or anything sure. like that. It's just some of the frustrations. I'm like, well, I'm doing everything I can. Yeah. And I understand some of the dynamics or whatnot, but we're we're also to a point where the superstars and the X factors and all that kind of stuff are. I mean, they have an impact on the game, right? Except off offensive line. But anyhow, um, <laughs> and that's part of my frustration is is like, okay, well, how do I do this? You know, like, right? Uh, we're named the Nano Blitz. Well, it's not a Nano Blitz. It's just a straight up blitz. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you bring up an interesting point. Like, there's a lot, there were a lot of cool mechanics that were interested in this version of the game. Um, you know, superstar abilities and X Factor abilities being one of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were upset about the X Factor, the potential of X Factor abilities. X Factor abilities have next to no impact. Yeah, they right? they don't. It's the superstar ones. It's the superstar abilities yeah. that are really impacting these games, and then. The only way to counter them is to have players on the other side of the ball. Well, you can't counter pass rushers with the offensive line because offensive line can't gain development traits. They have to already be a superstar. So you end up with like three superstar offensive linemen in the entirety of the league. You know, if you're not finding the they're, guys, they're all that, on my team. Yeah, and then yeah, probably. Now, now they are. But anyway. uh, I have one. I, I, I have one. Um, I have four. And I just signed an undrafted free agent. That's always kind of fun. <laughs> That's of this year, by yeah. the way. I only had one last yeah. season. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> I just signed an undrafted center mm-hmm. who is a hidden development trait. And I won't know what that development trait is until yep. next season because he wasn't drafted and I signed him. He won't count snaps. Yeah. But he's a 58 overall. So, like, how am I supposed to justify playing him anyway? You know, it's just not going to happen. Now, if I find out that he's a superstar developer by the end of the season and he's already up to like a 63 just sitting on the bench, then maybe I'm going to consider putting him in as a starter. But mm-hmm. at that point, I can't wait. And see, I'm not sure you can get a superstar developer that isn't playing. You can. You if, can. Yeah, okay. There was, so there was even a if they just sit, year. it's I, possible. Okay, because yeah. I haven't had anybody do that yet. So I drafted a, a running back and I drafted a... Um, Defensive tackle late in the draft last season. Neither of them were good enough to start. Um, the one, the running back was just supposed to be a power back for me to be kind of that that power back position. He's a 69 overall after one season. He is now a super. He is a superstar developer now that his trait has revealed. Huh. So he he was a superstar the entire time. My defensive tackle is a 73 overall. He did not play like a single game outside of the preseason. He is a 73 overall superstar. So they were drafted as superstars and revealed as superstars at the end of the season. Um, huh. So you can, you can... We didn't have any of those in this draft. Uh, uh, did anybody have a hidden development late rounder? Maybe Jake had one? There, there are some. I've, I've looked through rosters, and okay. there yeah. are some from the fourth round and beyond. Okay. Yeah. I and, actually and, looked. And we signed... So. In both seasons, we've signed oh, yeah. players that... Right. Nobody drafted. So I looked a lot yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Ten hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like so that's kind of I've I basically like this playoff 
was kind of my test to try to make sure that I could try to have fun with the game again. And I, I, I was texting uh, Jason during, you know, I was like, man, I just hope that it doesn't snowball and, you know, and the madnisms and, and whatnot. Um, and it was a competitive playoff game. It came down to the last drive, you know, like yeah. that, that I'm like, you know what? Cool. I actually had fun, but you know, there has been a, a handful of games, even against the computer that I'm like, I'm just not having fun, you know? Yeah. And so I'm trying to have a different team. So I'm like, okay, I can have fun at this again. Yeah. Um, so I'm on my fourth offense. And that's the new, uh, <laughs> and that's the new uh, uh, question that EA is asking their players at the end of a game is, did, did you have fun playing this game? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That actually asked me after, um, uh, after, my first preseason game it actually asked me that and i said no yeah I, I, but I, a, I actually did have a little bit of fun but i actually did a mutt uh, solo yesterday just to see what it was because i had never done them and i got that question afterwards and i was like i just said nah, no not yeah. really it was it was weird because i i had to play rookie mode and it was a uh well, what's it called competitive mode and I ended up returning for like three punts and a kickoff for a touchdown because nobody could tackle <laughs> the free 90 overall running back they gave me for no reason you know like it was just it was weird yeah like, my son enjoyed watching me play and he was like oh that was cool and it was like it was too easy you yeah. know he thought it was super cool but he's nine <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah so I didn't get the satisfaction out of destroying that opponent I wonder how many people, this is just a speculation that obviously we don't have the answer to necessarily, who really like the Mutt stuff are actually diehard football fans. Well, Because that's where I've always had a problem with Mutt is, okay, so I've got that player, but they're not what they should be. It's, it's that it's, player in name alone. It's arcade oriented, yeah. you know. I, I think they are pretty good football yeah. fans. You know, I know I shared with Nate there's a you know there's a couple of competitive guys that were really agitating me in the last couple of weeks with their comments about simulation football guys just a little just a little bit and you, you could look at the timeline for the nano blitz right yeah I've, on I've, on Twitter I tried to be you know not to call people no. out necessarily yeah. Yeah. but like look everybody's entitled to their opinion but yeah. I think those guys are football fans but I equate them to the guys that are sitting behind me at the at the last at the XFL game we yeah. went to and spill spilling beer on you or something like right. that. You know, yeah. You know, they they love football, they love the experience, and you hear them talk about it and you're like, Do these guys know anything? Like, at least I know what I don't know. And I feel like these are the types of guys that don't know that they don't know. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of simulation guys that are the same way. They don't know that they don't know. I was again I was talking to Nate about that. We saw all these all these moves in the NFL these last couple of days. And you compare side by side the YouTube, the you know the simulation football YouTuber, and then the guy who actually gets paid to comment on football, and their uh, their reactions are completely different. Yeah. You know, and like the one you can tell is a Madden guy, because he's like, oh, you could get an exact same clone of that player for cheaper. Not in real life, you right. can't. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> if only it were that easy. <laughs> it's it's based on system, and it, right. it, if if you're following. He's actually referring to the Michael Brockers uh, signing by the Ravens and 
how Matt Miller was like, yeah, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. You know, and obviously Matt Miller is not a scout or anything like that, but he does a lot of analysis. He's an analyst, I would say. Yeah. Um, you could love his opinion. You could hate his opinion. You could be indifferent. Um, but he gets some things right, and he's connected as hell. Yeah, he understands football. He so, gets yeah. he gets a lot of stuff right, and he is connected. He knows how to evaluate players. He's a couple yeah. hours away from us. And you know what? A legitimate yeah, a legitimate business is paying him to represent them mm-hmm. for NFL opinions. The other guys, self published YouTube videos. Like, right. look, keep honing your craft, keep getting better, but stop pretending you know everything. Yeah. I think that's something that you and I have tried to say as often as we can since we started doing this is we don't know everything. We're okay with being wrong. We're simply sharing opinions. I'm a male. I'm I'm not gonna know everything. No comment. Just um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well okay. I know a lot about Scotch though. It's Scotch fun. But anyhow. Um yeah, I mean I, I I think a lot of this just really it sums up a lot of our <clears throat> I'm getting all choked up here. Um <laughs> Uh, a lot of our feelings, you know, just like, I think what we're hinting at again is, is okay, community developer and real analyst and, you know, like yeah. quality of the game versus, <clears throat> you know, the real, like there, there's this whole mosh pit of things and there's emotions and stuff like that that come along and trying to be able to contain your emotions. Like I've been watching football all of my life. And I'm not an analyst. I'm not a, um, a scout. I would love to be an analyst, but um, you know, like uh, I'm not a scout or anything like that. But it's something that I, I, I mean, I'm the kid who would sit there and whenever the internet was still in its infancy, in like 1989, I was looking up stats and memorizing all of them. Sure. Yeah, I and you know what my yeah. my dad used to say that to me. Like, how do you remember all this stuff about these players and all this stuff? Because yeah. it was what I absorbed. Yeah. Um, and even I still know that even with that experience as a child, that does not make me an expert on the NFL mm-hmm. or on these you know some of these things. And 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 you're right. It comes down to when you have a game like Madden 20 that doesn't meet your expectations on so many levels. You have to find the joys in what you like so for me it was developing the draft classes for us as a league it's having that camaraderie with the league you know so it's that community element so then Mm -hmm. when i look at the overall community of madden yeah i'm not happy i don't feel plugged in with the madden community because everybody is so look it's okay to be upset with the game but the way they treat each other yeah that and that's that's the big thing like have some social decency right and we've talked we've talked about it before uh, on our podcast is the developers play right into it. Yep. And, but, and then you see these competitions and the, the dude in the next chair right next to it, you don't want none. You know, like, right. I mean, that's uh, like, sorry if that's a terrible example of it. But Absolutely. like that is what you get out of a lot of the community because you're yeah. setting a precedence. Yeah. Right to be there. honest, in my ears, there's not a whole lot of difference between the 11-year-old trash talking that we always joke about and make fun right. of and the 30-year-old. Right. The difference is the 11-year-old doesn't have an excuse 
like our 11 year old has an excuse that they don't know better because right. they're 11 and they're imitating they're the 33 year old or been modeled that yeah. yeah this is well the champion that's what he does this is how he, he gets it he's oh it's trash talk get in your head you know what stop that just stop it like this yeah. is not you're not on a football field you're not trying to get a wide receiver to drop a pass so that you can make 15 million more dollars next season you're trying to prove you're the best at a video game that doesn't really simulate football if you really want to break it down you know and it's it's so infuriating to see people behave that way. Yeah. Just, I don't get it. But then again, you know, that's a little bit of our society, how mm-hmm. how it's kind of evolved a little bit. So, I mean, there's differences of, of opinion on that, but you cannot say that that does not happen. Sure. Um, wh- whether you have a different opinion or whatnot, I, I respect yours. Um, I'm trying to do it in a different manner than they're doing it. Well, so. here, here's where I struggle with respecting the opinion. A lot of times when we're talking about how you speak to another human being and having an opinion on like how far is too far with trash talk, a lot of people who would disagree with my opinion will disagree with it in a disrespectful way. And that's what I was kind of hinting at. Yeah, and then that's where I, okay, well, I just need to move on then and not be a part yeah. of this community right. because I can't take... I can't take what you're saying, and I, I I don't take you as a person seriously at this point. So now I will put the disclaimer in that Jake is allowed to trash talk Chad. Oh wow. yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> That's a different camera. So Jake, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You good? But you know what? Here's the thing: is with our league, we have an established bond that everybody knows that we all care about each other, right. and know. everybody makes fun of Chad. Our right. communication is not just about the game; we know each other outside of that environment. It's yeah. not just that one element of life. Absolutely. So yeah, so yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there that we're unpacking, and it's amazing how much we talk about with this game that is not actually the game. Yeah. yeah.